Good morning and welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Good morning to you, Bill. How are you? I'm fine, Jason. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, Bill. It's nice to be back here in the office with you. We're doing our, our best to stay safe and social distance as well. But, um, you know, we're, we're doing this again live from yeah. the WGA Law Studios, as I've dubbed it. Absolutely. Well, uh, life is good. Life is good. No, no question about it. And it's even more convenient to be here. Uh, so that's that's a good thing. So we hope folks are doing well at home and staying safe and and the like. Um, this this week I wanted to focus on issues uh, with long term care, uh, and there are a lot of them. Uh, and w- one of the issues that um, uh, we've never had to deal with before, you know, this coronavirus. Uh, certainly gives uh, unique issues, and it's not just the stay at home, stay safe, uh, you know, uh, social distancing type of, uh, of things that we're all dealing with, but the families that have serious long term care issues are having to deal with facilities that are in lockdown mode. You know, the facilities. Um, Particularly, the nursing homes uh, have um, uh, warranted, you know, they they have serious issues because if they have any infections in their facility, uh, it leads to spread and it leads to deaths. You know, the great majority of deaths that have occurred, unfortunately, have been, um, well, I, I... I don't know if it's fortunate, unfortunate, or what. Every death is horrible, but at the same time, most of them have had occurred at nursing home sites. You know, you're talking about the most vulnerable and the sickest population to begin with. And, of course, uh, most patients in nursing homes are, in fact, elderly. uh, And within the last few years of their life uh, to begin with. Uh, not that it should be cut short, uh, but uh, the the nursing homes uh, do have a s- serious issue. But it's also af- affecting a lot of other communities uh, in a big way. Um, you know, the uh, independent living communities, as, as you know, I do my uh, seminars, my face-to-face seminars, if we ever get back to them, uh, at Independence Village of Old Raleigh. They've been our, our host for a number of years and have been wonderful to us, and we have appreciated uh, their generosity to uh, give us a wonderful seminar room to use. Um, but they're in lockdown mode, and, and that is an independent living community. That means the residents can come and go as they please. It's not like they can they can mandate that they stay in uh, so they can get out in the community. They can drive their vehicles. They can come and go as they please. But visitors can't come in. You know, they, they are in lockdown mode. And it's true. In fact, one of the craziest uh, um, issues that I have seen uh, it is over, and I, I, I guess I shouldn't call them out, but I will, Springmore in 
North Raleigh, old uh, continuing care community in this area. A lot of folks have en- enjoyed that area. They're not allowing family members into the facility. Now, if you're a caregiver, come right on in, but not family members. Now, where the issue has come up for me was I have a family member who is the caregiver, also the agent, you know, the health care power of attorney, the general power of attorney. Uh, the, the, she's all of the above. But Springmore is not allowing her to come into the facility to take care of her mother. Uh, now, if she were not the daughter, they'd say, come on in. In fact, they've said, no, you can't come in because you're the daughter, but you have to hire somebody, uh, whether it's financially feasible or not. You have to hire an independent caregiver because we're not letting you come in to take care of your mom. And to me, that's wrong. There's no rational basis to discriminate among caregivers. Um you know, that's just plain wrong. So uh, yeah, I really think Springmore needs to rethink their their the rules that they have put in place to try to protect their residents. Now, I commend any facility for putting in rational rules that will help protect a community because if you really get down to it, the facilities have many of the same issues that the cruise ships have. If you, <laughs> you know, they're hot spots. Cruise ships tend to have older uh, uh, folks like me <laughs> who enjoy cruises. Uh, and they uh, tend to, you know, people are packed into their restaurants and packed into their uh, a fairly confined ship and small spaces and things like that and packed into their arenas for their shows and and as as well so uh, and of course facilities are the same way they have dining halls and they they um, have many of the same issues and so yeah we do need to have uh, rational rules it's just like in my office, we have a thorough cleaning at least once. We try to clean our conference room uh, uh, between every conference that we have in terms of people coming to sign their documents. We've, uh, we've, I've certainly done far more Zoom meetings and teleconferences than ever before. Uh, but to sign documents, um, you know, you pretty much have to come in in order to do those kind of things. And and it's important for folks to have their documents in place, particularly in a time like this. Um, you can't just stop um, trying to, to make sure that people have what they need. I mean, that's, that's just part of it. Plus, um, uh, part of our uh, uh, rules for our office is that when people come in, and obviously we don't want anyone coming in who has any kind of symptoms for anything, um, but uh, the first rule is come into the office, wash your hands. Uh, doesn't matter if you just washed your hands five minutes earlier, then you're going to do it again before you sit down in our conference room. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, most of the folks who come in are, in fact, wearing masks. We don't absolutely require that because we, we have plenty of room for social distancing and, and the like. But it is important to have rational rules during this time, and it's probably going to be another year before most of us can be vaccinated. And, and uh, hopefully a, a vaccine will, will uh, come to light uh, sooner than later. But, and we're all looking forward to that time where we can relax a little bit and, and have things uh, get back to the real normal that we don't have today. I mean, that's uh, just, just part of it. But it's, it's all about having rules that make sense because if you don't have rules that make sense people aren't going to follow them <laughs> you know uh that's that's uh i mean as americans we're pretty independent folks and that's a good thing uh but but we're also respectful and if you give us a darn good reason why we should do something a certain way most of us are going to understand that and, and comply with reasonable restrictions um, for our own safety and the safety of others. That's just where we are right now, and we've got to keep moving along. <laughs> we do have to do that, and common sense rules are just, you know, what I think most people would appreciate. You know, we would hope that all these facilities would be looking out in the best interests of their patients, and, you know, sometimes that may require having a family member who is the caregiver, but, you know, we'll, we'll deal with the lockdown, we will progress, we will get through this, and, in fact, we're dealing with the lockdown in our own way here with asset protection today, and the webinars will continue, Bill, we'll do these online, we'll talk more about that in just a bit, but I encourage everyone to go to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com, that's Bill's website, just click on the seminars button, there you can register for free for the Wednesday, June 10th seminars. Bill has two seminars, the first one at 1030 a.m. on long-term care, the second one at 2 o'clock dealing with trusts and asset protection. These are live webinars where you can ask questions. And as I said, we will dig into that right after this. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were just talking about the lockdown of facilities and, um, you know, that has impacted how you run your seminars. We have temporarily been doing webinars via zoom and the next one coming up is on wednesday june 10th register online at wgalaw.com wgalaw.com and bill uh, i appreciate what you're doing here because you, you've almost recreated the actual you know in-person seminar event as best you can we're doing the best we can as it relates to that uh, the funny part is that most folks don't turn their video on with the with the zoom <laughs> so i can't see them they can see me but as far as i know they're sitting there in their pajamas uh, <laughs> what i would be doing but, uh, but that's, i guess that's one advantage uh to a video conferencing you can be as relaxed and comfortable as you wish you don't have to dress up or put on makeup or any of that stuff uh for the ladies and um 
but we they are live webinars, uh, and uh, folks do have the opportunity to ask questions and get those answered. Uh, so it's very much like a seminar. I like the face-to-face a whole lot better personally. I just like that, but... Uh, but we've had a pretty good crowd uh, the last month, and I suspect we will again. So, but uh, and all all that folks need is a is an internet connection and a, an email address where where we can send them the link uh, to go on uh, Zoom. And Zoom is a free download for folks, so it's real easy to use. And um, uh, even someone like me who's technologically <laughs> challenged. Uh, can do that uh, without too much um, uh, involved in it. But, you know, we, we were talking about uh, the issues for family members when they have a loved one who has a long-term care issue. And, and the fact is, Jason, that 90% of your caregivers out there in the world when we have uh, loved ones with long-term care issues are, in fact, family members. Uh, the go-to uh, caregiver in almost every situation, if there's a spouse, the spouse is the caregiver. Uh, if it's not the spouse, it tends to be uh, one of the children. Uh, sometimes all of the children. That's rarer. <laughs> it's nice to see when you have families coming together to everyone uh, do their own part. Uh, but normally, uh, as I see it, uh, one of the children tends to end up coming forward and doing 90% of it. Uh, and, and that's a challenge for that family, for sure. But uh, I wanted to discuss uh, some of the long-term care issues as it relates uh, to families. Uh, because the fact is, is that uh, except in rare instances, uh, the folks who are forced into caregiving, because uh, it's not something that you raise your hand for and say, yes, I want to be a caregiver. Please make me a caregiver. No, it doesn't that happen doesn't that happen. way. No, no. It basically is forced upon you. It's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? But the fact is, uh, there are only a, a, a very small percentage of family members who have any experience with the kind of issues that family have to deal with. I mean, it's uh, and it's far more complicated than making sure that mom or dad gets a sponge bath or that they can get dressed or being fed. It, it goes much deeper than that because... In almost every instance, they have some underlying medical conditions that really make things far more difficult. And it's it's just like for most family members, the biggest issue is, okay, when does mom or dad need professional help? When, how much help do we need? If we hire caregivers, how much care do they actually need? Do they need an hour a day, two hours a day, three hours a day, four hours a day? Uh, you know, how much can we do? How much can we hire out? And what what is enough so that mom or dad is safe and we can rest easy? Or how much is too much? Are they taking? Are the caregivers that we hire taking advantage of us, 
and telling us that we need more hours than we actually need to to be safe. And so what I'm getting at is the fact that we don't know the answers, and we're learning as we go. And that's one of the reasons why the webinars and or my seminars that I've been doing for years can be so helpful to folks because we try to teach folks as much as we possibly can on the legal side, but there's also a health side. So there's issues where we need to find other ways to get the information that we need. It's just like one of the things that has surprised me, I mean, for uh, folks who are dealing with uh, parents or a spouse who has dementia, well, in this area, we have a wonderful Alzheimer's Association, um, and uh, and they've been here for years. They've uh, there's a lot of experience there, but it, you know, it, one of the smartest things people can do is learn by other folks' mistakes because we all make mistakes, and particularly when we're trying to do this kind of of work. Um, it's a very challenging kind of thing. And if you have no experience, you darn well are going to make mistakes with people. That's just the way it is. So why, I mean, one of the things that has surprised me is the, the majority of clients that I see that have a loved one with dementia have never been to the Alzheimer's Association. Now, yeah, I can give people advice, but why wouldn't you be part of a group of others who are dealing with the same issues? And the association professionals have been there for years, and they've dealt with family after family after family after family, and they've seen it all before, and and they they know what's available in the community. They um, and Now, they can't solve your problems, <laughs> but... They can certainly lead you to answers that are better answers than what you might come up to yourself. And most of that information is absolutely free. You just have to reach out and grab it. Uh, and, and it's so important uh, that folks do that. And, and, of course, you have the same issue with the legal side, with my side, with the financial side, which, of course, is part of the legal side. And that is that oftentimes people don't reach out and get the advice they need on the legal and financial side until it's way too late. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I've had family after family over the years have said, gee whiz, we wish we had come to see you two or three years ago, as opposed to waiting. And part of it is, I mean, part of it is sometimes they get bad advice from others, uh, but it also can be that they've heard myths that they believe, or it can be simply that they assume that yeah, you have to get rid of all of your assets before you can get financial help. And that, of course, I've tried to teach folks is not true. Um, in, in fact, uh, there is a, um, the, a couple that I saw just this past week that um, is a—they um, had done part of it, but they still had lots of issues. Because the one thing about long-term care, it presents so many issues. It's mind-boggling what it, what it presents to families. But, for instance, and I was talking to um, 
the son and his wife, um, and they were clearly sandwiched generation folks. Now, if you don't know what that means, you've never been through it, but basically it means you've got young kids at home that you're taking care of, and guess what? You've got parents that need care as well. So you're taking care of, of your parents, or at least one of them, and you're taking care of your young children as well. That's being sandwiched. <laughs> and this young couple, uh, well, they, they weren't that young, and, but their parents were um, they, uh, in their 70s, and um, uh, they were still dealing with younger children. Uh, and, and that's not an uncommon issue for a lot of families. But, and their parents were wise in many ways. Uh, and, and we'll come back to these issues, but they had two things going for them that most families don't have. So what was that? Well, first of all, we had done their legal documents for them several years ago. So they had the right legal documents in place so that anything that might occur could be taken care of from a legal perspective. Um, and that is, uh, can save a family tons of money and all sorts of other things. Now, the other thing that this uh, family had going for it was the fact that both mom and dad had good long-term care insurance policies, which t- give you far more uh, options than... Um, than what a normal family has. And and so they both had good policies that would allow for their care to be taken care of. Now, why would you think that they might have to come in to see us? Well, this is going to blow your mind, but the bottom line is they, they're dealing with their dad who has dementia, and he's, uh, you know, he's fairly far down that road. And then their mom has been in the hospital recently, and has kidney failure and has some other issues. Uh, but the fact is, is that once she got out of rehab and came home, do you have any idea how much it was costing them for the care that they were told that they had to have? Any guess? Got two people. Oh, boy. Well, Bill, you've, you've thrown out the number that uh, a long-term care crisis is the equivalent of a house burning down. So I'm going to – I'll throw out a figure of uh, – Well, this oh, we're is doing monthly. Per month? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. How about $10,000 a month? Well, this is a much bigger house than that. Oh, boy. $30,000 Oh, my a goodness. Month. Okay. Now, th- this is because they needed 24-7 care. This is what they were told. And so the the son, who a couple months ago, two or three months ago, had to take over making sure all the bills were paid and managing things because mom or dad were not capable of doing it anymore. And he realized that they were going to run out of money, even with their long-term care insurance, even with their income, that their nest egg was modest, and he figured that they might have another two to three two, two and a half months before they would absolutely run out of money. And you know what their nurse told them? They said, just keep the status quo, keep paying us 24-7 until you run out of money, and then do something. My gosh. 
Now, is that not the worst advice you can you can uh, imagine? It was like, pay me until you run out of money. All right, then we'll and figure it out. Th- then you can figure something else out. And, you know, the fact is, and I commended these folks for coming to see us because they were trying to get in front of it. And the fact is, is that they, if, if mom and dad were placed in an excellent facility, their cost of care would be pretty much totally covered by their long-term care insurance, plus their income. But the bottom line is they could preserve their resources and supplement any needs that they would have in a facility. But, of course, right now we have the added issues of the coronavirus. So can you even get them in? Um, So, but what one of the things that I recommended, and I recommend this quite frequently, is you're talking to the wrong people. You know, hire an independent life care manager who is not tied in to the home care agency that's charging you thirty five dollars an hour uh, for twenty four seven care, uh, you know the life. you're uh, basically need someone who's objective, who can basically tell you uh, in an objective way uh, how to deal with this crisis. In other words, how much is enough? What can you do safely where you don't necessarily have to have somebody sitting there? Um, in other words, other alternatives. And a lot of folks haven't thought about other ways that, that you can actually provide home care. Well, one of your best sources is an independent life care manager. They used to be called geriatric care managers. but uh, And they're wonderful professionals. They're far cheaper than lawyers, and they're far better at giving advice as it relates to what resources are available, what techniques can be used, uh, and they can also be an advocate for your family where you're, you are not experienced. In other words, if you have your loved one go to the hospital or if they're in rehab in a nursing home and you're trying to get them home and the like, they can be your advocate, which uh, you're not going to get somebody that works for the home care agency to do that for you. So, there, you know, uh, an independent life care manager, and we have some really good ones in this area, can be a fabulous, uh, I won't say totally inexpensive, but but it, it's like this. Getting good advice saves you money, even if you're paying for that professional, you know, because my own services fall into that category. I'm, I'm not cheap, but what I can do for families since typically saves them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and their land and their home and pretty much everything else they have. And that's what you can't get when you're trying to do it on your own. Uh, And I I realize that people who are do-it-yourselfers are trying to preserve resources. They have good intentions, but the fact is is that we all need assistance, and getting professional help is where you get that assistance. Yeah, and professional help is always great, and it's even better when it's free. And you can attend Bill's webinars this Wednesday, June 10th, by going online to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com, just click on the Seminars button. There you can register for free. Bill has two seminars, the Long-Term Care Seminar and the Trusts and Asset Protection Seminar. These are live where you can ask questions. We do encourage 
encourage you to sign up soon so that you can get information sent to you ahead of time so that uh, you have some goodies to review before the webinars on Wednesday, June 10th. Remember, go online to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong, and we thank you for joining us this Saturday morning as we discuss difficulties with long-term care issues, Bill. And you've been telling us about this family who has uh, uh, two loved ones who are both dealing with long-term care issues. And so often we we talk about the phrase on this program you don't know what you don't know and that exactly. that can cost you well one let's go back to this family and one of the original mistakes and one of the reasons why it is costing them out the yang uh and it's co- you know of course the financial uh stress uh it puts a lot of stress on everything else and so what you have to understand is uh, the the mom had serious issues, was in the hospital, went into rehab, uh, but then was discharged home. And that's, this is where a lot of folks make a mistake. The fact is when she was discharged, she probably should not have been discharged. Uh, there are rules that they have. And, of course, Medicare tries to kick you out of the facility as fast as they possibly can. Uh, and um, uh, But families can fight that. They can, uh, you know, if there are legitimate reasons for a person to be kept in rehab, uh, you can fight that and keep them in rehab up to 100 days if you've got legitimate reasons for it. Now, this lady was discharged with significant wounds so that she had to have wound care at home. Now, would she have be in a better position to recover faster in a nursing home setting? Absolutely. Now... A facility from a hospital has to have an appropriate discharge. And typically what happens with a lot of folks is they go to the hospital, they're cared for in the hospital, and then they're discharged to a skilled nursing home for rehab. That's very common. And that is certainly an appropriate discharge. But then what about the rehab facility? They have a federal law that requires an appropriate discharge as well. And so this is where families don't have to do what the discharge planner is demanding. And oftentimes the families are put in a pickle not realizing that they actually have rights not to do what the discharge planner is saying they have to do. Now, what was going on with my couple? Number one, Of course, mom wanted to go home. Of course she wanted to go home. Everybody wants to go home. No brainer. However, the fact that she 
wanted to go home did not mean that she would get appropriate or better care. So, okay, the discharge planner forced, in essence, mom back home, and it's costing the family over $30,000 a month. Well, is that right or fair or appropriate? For most families, it would be impossible. So could the family have done something different? Absolutely. The, 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 you know, the son could have very easily said, we don't have the ability to care for mom at home. Sorry, you're going to have to find a different discharge. And the truth is now what they're looking at is how do we get mom back into a facility, particularly with the COVID-19 issues, where she can actually be cared for and her wounds heal quickly. At home, you have a person who's not cooperative, not taking her medication, not doing the things she needs to do. Well, she would be in a far better situation in a nursing home where she could recover and potentially come home after recovery. But the fact that she's at home makes it 10 times more difficult for her to actually recover, and the family's running out of money because the discharge folks at the rehab center pretty much forced the family to take her home when they didn't, when the family, if they had known better, would have said no. And here's the other thing that a lot of folks don't realize is the fact that when you're in the hospital, and the discharge is you really need to have skilled care. And see, in this particular instance, the discharge was we want you to take her home, you ha- or you have to take her home, but she needs skilled care, and it's, uh, she needs 24-7 care. And, of course, Dad needs 24-7 care, too. He has dementia. So... In essence, you have to understand that the discharge planners are not looking at your ability to afford this care. They're not looking at the finances at all. They're just trying to get rid of their patient. That's really what's happening at this point. So, but, but you can say no. And if you say, we don't have the ability to uh, take her home, then it puts the burden back on them to find an appropriate discharge. And if that's to stay in a nursing care setting to get the care that, that they need, either temporarily or permanently, well, guess what? When you're going from the hospital or in a rehab setting, you have a priority over the beds in the nursing home facilities. Which basically means you're in front of everybody at home who is trying to get into the nursing facility because they're not getting the care they need at home. So, uh, and as expensive as nursing care is, it's a lot less expensive than trying to do 24-7 at home. That, I mean, that's the most expensive type of care that you can possibly have. So first mistake was, and psychologically it's important too, because guess what? If you're going from the hospital to the nursing home or from rehab into longer-term care nursing uh, to be provided care for, 
the family, all the family has to do says, Mom, the doctors are requiring this care before you get, can get home, so you need to work on getting better so we can bring you home. But once you get her home, your ability to get her back in the facility psychologically is really, really hard. It's like, hell no, I don't want to go back to that facility. I want to stay right here. And for a lot of folks, it's I'd rather die here than to go back or to be placed where I may not be able to come back home. You know, there's a lot of people are scared of nursing homes, and it's not because of the COVID-19. They're scared of nursing homes because they think that might be the last place they they get to go before they die, and it's it's sad. But it's a, a realization folks have to understand that the dynamics are really important and and how you deal with them. And if this family had known in advance what I'm telling you right now, there would be a different outcome. And that's what's so important for folks to understand. It is important. And the scary thing to me, Bill, is that uh, this was a a couple who were ahead of the game. They had their documents. They had the long-term care insurance, but there's still bumps along the way. And that's why having professional guidance and professional advice is so important. And you can learn a lot about this subject for free by registering for Bill's webinars. This Wednesday, June 10th, he does two of them, one on long-term care, which we're talking about right now, the other on trusts and asset protection, which, Bill, uh, before we end the program today, I got to get you to talk a little bit about that. These are live webinars where you can ask questions, sign up and register for free by going to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com, and just click on the seminars button. There you can register for free, or you can also call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And Bill, uh, reminding everyone again, they can go to WGALaw.com to register for the webinars that you have coming up on Wednesday, June 10th. These are live webinars focusing on long-term care, and that one's at 1030. And it seems recently a lot of folks have stuck around for both. The other one at 2 o'clock on trust and asset protection. Well, absolutely. And I want to go back to an issue that families face with discharge planners because, you know, I just mentioned the fact that discharge planners are not looking at the financial picture of families when they're trying to get rid of their patient and send them somewhere, get them out of their facility. That's what they're focused on, getting them out of their facility. And the other Big issue for families that discharge planners are not focused on is the stress that the discharge plan puts on family members, the caregiver family members. And one of the things that I always want to talk about is that caregivers need to put as much emphasis on their own needs as the needs of their loved one who needs care. Because discharge planners focus is all on getting rid of their patient and putting the burden on the family, uh, particularly if it's a home uh, discharge. 
Uh, and so they're not looking at, okay, what's the situation at home? Well, this particular couple, guess what? Sandwich generation, young kids at home, COVID-19, they're homeschooling like with everybody else and and trying to keep their jobs and keep uh, and do what they can to take care of the parents and managing their parents' finances and and running out of money for the parents and the like. And so what I'm getting at is the fact that this causes stress. I mean, when I was looking at the young man, uh, I could look in his face and tell him he was exhausted, totally exhausted. And, of course, it plays on his marriage. It plays on his children's needs. And, of course, he's worried about taking care of his parents. But the fact is he has to take care of himself and his wife and his kids so that he can take care of his parents. And so sometimes parents actually have to acknowledge the fact that that it's a family uh, wide issue, and that sometimes they they need to be doing things to where the solution works for everyone, and that's uh, getting through those issues. Or it can be extremely difficult and very important. So again, this is where a family needs to get good advice so that they can make appropriate decisions when it comes to themselves and their parents. That's wonderful advice, Bill. And again, you can register for Bill's free webinars on uh, Wednesday, June 10th at WGALaw.com. Head on over to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button. Plenty of information there. You can register for free. Uh, the long-term care webinar is something that uh, is really invaluable for folks who uh, can see a long-term care crisis potentially down the road. Get ahead of it. Go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. I want to remind everyone that you can register for free for Bill's webinars this Wednesday, June 10th, uh, focusing on long-term care and also trusts and asset protection. These are live webinars. You can ask questions, sign up early to get information sent to you ahead of time so that you're ahead of the game for the webinars on Wednesday, June 10th, WGALaw.com is the place to sign up. It is free to do. All you need is a computer or a smartphone and you can attend the webinar via Zoom, wgalaw.com or call 919-256-7000. Bill, did I cover everything with I the webinars? I we did. I would just say if, if, our, if the issues we talked about today uh, get you interested in the long-term care issues, we have just as many issues on the trusts and asset protections uh, for that seminar too. Absolutely. And again, it's free to attend both. WGALaw.com is the place to go. Thank you so much for listening. We are out of time for today. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I am Jason Kong, reminding you to join us again next Saturday morning at 11 for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great weekend.